Ready check radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. What's up, Internet? It's Saturday. It's 7 p.m. Eastern. That means here on Ready Check Radio, it's time for Gaming Gumbo, our weekly gaming wrap-up podcast. I'm your host, Mike Byrne, a.k.a. Magic Man, and this is episode 94, closing in, closing in on that 100. We got lots of game stuff to talk about. We're not going to talk about Final Fantasy 16 on this show, right? That's the relic grind, our Final Fantasy slash Square Enix podcast. We did not have it this Thursday as kind of would have been silly to like be giving hey we played for two hours here's our early thoughts and i think one of our hosts actually didn't get their copy until after showtime anyway so we canceled relic grind this thursday we will have that next thursday if you're looking for more in-depth thoughts on 16 seems to be a little divisive across the board with a lot of name calling that's just kind of dumb but whatever whatever Joining me to talk about other stuff that isn't Final Fantasy 16 this week, Mr. Dom Greco. What's up, friendo? Hello, how you doing? Good, good. So how do you feel about Final Fantasy 16? It's a game. <laughs> hey, did, did you buy it? I'm going like, to play it. Are you really? I didn't, I didn't pre-order. I still haven't played uh, uh, 15? 15, the MMO? I don't know the numbers, to be honest. The MMO? I, uh, the, That's 14. No, 14. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, I haven't played 15 yet. So, I have it. I own it. Yeah, 15 is <laughs> the bro the bro quest. Nocto Noctis and friends. Yeah. Yeah. No, are I have gonna, not played gonna, it yet. I, I do want to. It's sealed next to Eventually. his copy of Mario Rabbids. I was going to say is he going to float off his shelf of shame over there? It is not there. It's not there. It's not even on the desk in front of my TV. It's actually in my room uh next to my nightstand. I know exactly where it is and it's completely unopened. Also on the line, definitely not playing Final Fantasy 16, at least until it decides to mosey on over to a PC release, and even then it's a hard maybe. Mr. Troy Blackburn, what's up, New Fridge? A big old Final Fantasy maybe. <laughs> I'm not the Final Fantasy nerd. You can check out the Relic Grind for that. Uh, they will definitely indoctrinate you over there. Yeah, but you like you like like Devil May Cry and action and God of War action games like that, right? Yeah, some of that stuff. Is See, now this like this Final Fantasy might be the one that gets you then because it's way more on that side of the fence than like a traditional Final Fantasy goes. Is that, is that what part of the problem is with some people? Yeah, I mean, it's really divisive on the internet right now. Like even Unaleska, who is, is somebody I like, but, you know, I, I always take what she says with a grain of salt. She's a huge Final Fantasy fan, like just mega fan uh, galore, but also is like, kind of in bed sponsorship. Well, I don't know if it's like official sponsorship, whatever her deals are with Square Enix and stuff like that. But like, you know, she's absolutely in love with the game and then like got a lot of hate on Twitter from being in love with the game and from people who are like, this isn't Final Fantasy. And then somebody tagged us because she said something like, what are these people that, you know, aren't are saying that this isn't final, this isn't uh, Final Fantasy uh, what are you, keyboard warriors? And then they tagged us. <laughs> 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 like, 
okay, so mm-hmm. let's just start name calling. And it was, I, right. honestly, to me, it's we'll talk more about like personal feelings of the game. I'm just talking about the situation as far as like yep. back and forth with just people hating it or loving it and fighting each other on the internet. It's really going to come down to what Final Fantasy is for you, right? Like Unaleska is somebody that, and she said this I think on her Twitter too that for her. Final Fantasy's always been story, characters, music, nostalgia. Final Fantasy 16 will absolutely ring all those bells for her. So it'll feel like a Final Fantasy game for her. If you're turn-based, party Mm -hmm. gameplay, customization, uh, skills, heavy RPG elements, like if that's what Final Fantasy is to you, then maybe this isn't going to ring the Final Fantasy 16. It certainly isn't going to ring a lot of those bells. So, you know, I've said it doesn't feel like Final Fantasy to me based on the very limited info we had going into launch. Will that change based on me playing the actual game now? I don't know. We'll talk about that Thursday. Um, but it'll, it'll certainly be interesting. But you don't need to name If it doesn't feel like Final this- Fantasy to you, you're right. If it feels like Final Fantasy to you, you're right. Like, stop. (laughs) Is this not exactly how we both feel about Zelda? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I'm, you're right. And we're going to talk Nintendo Direct here, so we might as well get a little Zelda in here. Uh, you're, You're absolutely right. Like, Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, to me, feel like Zelda games. They work in the franchise, even though... To your point, I would never say you're wrong saying that they don't feel like Zelda games to you because they're not as heavily involved with dungeons and puzzles and and like Zeldas of the past. You're absolutely right. Yeah, doesn't make it a bad game just because it doesn't yeah. feel the same. That's the that's really what it comes down to. You know, like you can enjoy something and not have it feel like what you're used to at the same time. The like, only one, the, there is room to grow. Like the, so like the only criticism that I will throw the, at, at like different takes on the game, like if it doesn't feel like FF to you, I get it. If it feels like FF to you because you look for different things out of your FF games, cool. I get it there too. Uh, the people that are calling it like uh, an evolution of Final Fantasy, okay, I get where you're going on that one. Um, but it's to me, it's not really evolving uh, anything new in a broad sense, right? It's right. it's not a, not so much an evolution to me as it is a migration away from a party based, uh, micromanaged um, RPG to an, a single player action game. With do you think there would be like more RPG sprinkles on it a little bit? Do you think there'd be more or less hatred if they just changed all the combat to be 13? <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like you look back at previous Final Fantasies, right? And mm-hmm. you, you the the one argument that I don't like uh is that well this isn't turn-based. Well, I don't share that argument. Even before mm-hmm. launch saying this doesn't this isn't feeling like a Final Fantasy to me yet. Um my argument has never been primarily turn-based. <laughs> right, 15 minutes yeah. in the show. Because, yeah, I mean, 12 was kind of turn-based. It was an evolution of turn-based. 13 was kind of turn-based. It was another evolution of turn-based. 15 and, you know, 7 Remake, they have kind of hybrid turn-based. So, like, they kept those roots there. This totally eschews turn-based. It's, like, totally gone. But I can understand the argument that, like, Final Fantasy hasn't been turn-based, turn-based in multiple titles now. 
Like multiple yeah. titles. Little smatterings of some turn-based stuff. So that one I, I just kind of throw out. That doesn't matter to me. Uh, but, yeah, there are other things. It, it, you know, the RPG elements, it's not really an RPG. Like the equipment elements, there's not a lot. It's not very in-depth when it comes to equipment and crafting. To be fair, that's also not what the game's going for. Mm -hmm. Right? It's going for an action game with a story, and boom, let's deliver that damn story. And that means it can be a good game in its own right. So, anyway, yeah, let's get on. Nintendo Direct. <laughs> we'll have more actual opinions on 16. My whole point there was settle down, internet. It can be both. And there's yep. no need for name calling, no matter how many Twitter followers you have. 100% <laughs> agree. <laughs> Um, Nintendo Direct this past week, and yeah, it kind of came out swinging, and it kind of came out of nowhere. Now, when we went into this week, or our last shows last week, we talked about, uh, on the Relic Grind, a rumor of a Chrono Trigger remaster. And the same rumors said, hey, in a couple of days, we could have we're going to have another Nintendo Direct. And then all of a sudden... Boom, we had another Nintendo Direct. Now, Chrono Trigger was not at it, nor did the rumor say it was going to be. But, hey, you gave me two rumors, one of which already proved right. Cool. The Nintendo Direct announced a ton of stuff. It was about a 40-minute show, Dom. And you being yeah. the biggest Nintendo fanboy of all of us, mm -hmm. I watched the lineup and I was like, Dom's got to be grinning from ear to ear. This is a mm -hmm. damn good lineup for the back half of the year. Yeah, you want to know? You want to know what my favorite one was? Right. Go off for the it. Go for it. Mario Rabbids DLC. No, I bet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Because uh, that's the Rayman <laughs> DLC, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna get your Rayman, but no, seriously, your favorite from the show. <laughs> oh, there's so many. There's so many. I'm excited for the Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon because I have not had a chance to play that because I never owned a 3DS. So like having a re like reimagined. I don't know what you yeah, want to call it. Yeah, it's there. They called it a remake, I think. If yeah. I remember right. Um, I think they just called it like a graphic upgrade yeah. version or whatever. But like to be so, I'm excited to be able to play that for the first time. Um. I think it goes without saying Mario RPG is the top of everybody's list. I, like it really doesn't need to be said, but like Mario uh, Wonder, I'm curious about. I, I'm skeptical, but I do like the 2D Marios. Um, yeah, I was very skeptical of Mario in a cat suit. So like Mario as an elephant, maybe I don't know. Yeah, obviously for me, the big one was Remake, baby. Like Super yeah. Mario RPG, getting an update of that. That is absolutely cool. Now, we you do kind of watch this at the end of the trailer. It does say, it does have the copyrights for both uh, Nintendo and Square Enix because I was curious if Square Enix was mm -hmm. part of this. They don't seem to be. Oh, um, they they went pretty deep in though. They got the original composer back. Yeah. Like they're it's it's insane. Like yeah, but from a company perspective, Square doesn't seem to have anything to do with this. After the uh, after the show, there were one or two Square Enix things shown during the Nintendo Direct. Trailers mm -hmm. did go up for those items on the Square Enix YouTube page, but this trailer did not. So because the game is copyrighted from way back when, and the characters are copyrighted. 
Uh, they had to show both of those copyrights, but doesn't seem to be like developed by Square or anything. Yeah. Troy, this harkens back to like the last console days you had, like Super Nintendo, PlayStation One era, and a little bit past that. I'm being facetious, but did you ever <laughs> play the original here? Uh, no, I can't say that I ever played the original. Uh, I had a, I had a Nintendo 64. That's where my Nintendo day stopped. Well, this was SNES, so you should have been fine. Oh, was it? Yeah. No, I never played it. This is actually surprising. So I, I could be misremembering, but I think Mario RPG was actually released on the Super Nintendo after the N64 came out. Uh, that I don't know. Let's let's take a take a look. Super Mario RPG original because now I have to type an original. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, we've ruined that. All right, so that was March 9th, ninety six. N sixty four release date in the USA. What? Look at you, September twenty sixth, nineteen ninety six. Tech uh, Japan, yeah, September twenty sixth, ninety six in North America. So yeah, about a six month gap the yeah. nintendo 64 a little later a little later so yeah so this is a game that was at the very end of yeah. the super nintendo's life cycle so a lot of people actually missed it and i don't blame them you know like i get it i understand why that happened um what's funny though is i like look at the remake because they do this like like nice crossfade and stuff in there but then when you see mario start running through the stuff i'm like i mean it portions. does look smoother <laughs> and more colorful but Damn, the original looked good. <laughs> like, it did. It did. <laughs> this doesn't look all that different besides being smoothed out and, you know, brighter and you know, HD, but you're like, damn. There's just like, something about Mario's proportions that are off to me. Everything else looks great. It does great. look a little smushed, right? Yeah. Everything else looks great. Uh, this was easily my favorite from the show. Easily my favorite. Mm -hmm. I have to. It has to be. It has to be. Yeah. Um, Palia. Multiplayer farming simulator coming this season, uh, this holiday season to the Switch as well. For those of you that like a little cozy game, which immediately threw the internet into an uproar because this game has supposed to have been coming, Troy, and we have covered on MMO Bomb to PC. And all of a sudden, based on the way it was announced, it looked like it was going to come to Switch first. <laughs> <laughs> and so the PC players went nuts on the internet, to which the Palia Twitter account then had to chime in and say, look, we're trying everything we can to get the PC version released as soon as possible. And you can bet that a vague statement like that did not quell any of the fires. <laughs> you know. <laughs> we're going on. As soon as possible. L which players, welcome to Palia. Hmm. Are you into like the cozy stuff? Like you, I know you're into survival games, so I would imagine you could be a cozy gamer building stuff. Well, there there are certain ones I've been keeping an eye on, Palia for sure. Oh yeah, um, yeah, I've been watching it and kind of keeping an eye out on it. There are other survival games like Nightingale that I'm that I'm really looking forward to. Uh, so it just kind of depends on release window and all that. Detective Pikachu too for you, Dom. Uh, it's real. Never played the first one. It's coming, baby. It's real. I, I've never been a huge Pokemon fan. Um, I so only you don't got care into... about Scarlet and Violet Hidden Treasure DLC. So my first, my first actual Pokemon game, right? If you don't count playing Pokemon Snap at my cousin's house on N sixty four back in the day, uh, was actually Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, which were both on the Switch. So that just goes to show you my extensive Pokemon uh, gameplay. So. 
I I think I bought the new Pokemon. I think I bought it. I might not have. I don't remember. I definitely didn't play it. That's for sure. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's still unopened as well. <laughs> I I think I pre-ordered it, and then because of course you I, did. <laughs> well, I think I well I think I did, and then I remember like hearing early reviews on it, and people just weren't looking at it very favorably, and I think I canceled it. I think that's what happened. Ah, is is it out on console? If you're talking about Palia, no. It comes out on console this holiday season, uh, but it's still not released on PC yet. That was what the caused game, the issue. The game I want to know on here, uh, Troy, uh, what did you think of the Headbanger Rhythm Royale game? <laughs> the freaking pigeons, man. We're going to bring him back uh, in on this. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, there's when, actual gameplay now, right? Yeah. We, we saw actual gameplay instead of the, the, the trailer. Seeing the actual gameplay, because when, when you say rhythm game, I always think like Guitar Hero or something like that, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm not big into like rhythm games. Now, this one actually looked like it could be fun. It looked like stupid, silly fun. Yes, Ooh. you're coming with us. You're coming <laughs> with us, baby. <laughs> Let's go. We took a Nintendo the, Direct the, to turn him around. We have the, brought the him. The wide variety of sort of mini games and the way they do that, like that, that's way more interesting than what I thought it was going to be. We have brought yep. him into the flock. <laughs> He's yes. now one of yes. us. Also getting uh, a Princess Peach game. Yes. yes, now, yes, they, yes. This is like 30 seconds. They were very coy and careful and then they decided okay we don't want to show you anymore <laughs> but uh yeah this will be the first time that peach gets her her own her own game first time on a major console and, she yeah, well, a, yeah she had some side stuff yeah, yeah yeah she had it was called i think super princess peach this does um, not have a name yet so we don't know you don't yeah you don't want to don't let's not talk about the ending of super princess peach i i don't know the ending so what what happens um she die? No. No. <laughs> there's there's a whole controversy around it. Just Okay, now I gotta Google this shit. Put the show on hold. <laughs> oh, Super it's, it's, Princess Peach ending. It's, it's like a, a wand or something, and it it's I don't know if it's appropriate for the show. After Bowser's final defeat, Peach frees Mario. They rejoice and return to the Mushroom Kingdom alongside Luigi and the Toads with the fate of the Vibe Scepter left unknown. Yeah. The Vibe Scepter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Hold on. There's How, some, there's some there's text, some, apparently. There's some choice text. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm looking at that now. How is the <laughs> ending text of Super Princess Peach real? Holy shit. And it says, the Vibe Scepter has strange and mysterious powers, that's for sure. Somewhere, someone might possibly be using it right now. Your mom's been laughing happily a lot. Maybe, just maybe, the Vibe Scepter is hidden away in your house somewhere. (laughs) How did I not know about this? How did wow. I? <laughs> this is a Nintendo game. This is a Nintendo game. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> How did it? That's legit for real. I was reading the screenshots, not yep. not somebody <laughs> typing the text out. It was four screenshots of like you know old school. Here's a picture of the Vibe Scepter. Text, 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 text. <laughs> yeah. So that was Princess Peach's first game ever. Yeah, I have a feeling the ending's going to be a little different on this new one. <laughs> I'm just, 
I'm going to go out on a limb and say that this will probably be a little different. But now all of a sudden, Troy wants to play Super Princess Peach and see what's Super up with Princess that. Super Princess Peach coming to my house. <laughs> <Let's see. laughs> go, uh. go ask where Mrs. Noob Fridge's vibe scepter is. <laughs> Excuse me, ma'am. Where do you keep the vibe scepter? <laughs> I'm Mario. I'm here to fix the plumbing. You ain't going to need the vibe scepter no more. <laughs> <laughs> anyway metal gear solid master collection coming out in october also coming to the switch that's one on a couple other platforms vampire survivors coming to the switch with co-op in august i have never been drawn like this is this game's gone crazy it's insane and i have never been drawn into it have either of you no i've still not played it no i haven't played it I've watched a few people play it, but I haven't played it myself. Yeah, for sure. It's, so it's hard not to big. watch yeah. people play it. Yeah. Like, I see. Oh, wow. It's, it's massive. Good old indie project does good. Yep. Your amiibos for Zelda are coming this holiday, too. Yeah, because it was interesting because I was actually just looking like a week or two before the direct, and somebody said they data mined. There were originally two other amiibos uh, that were planned for. Uh, Tears of the Kingdom, and they were hoping one of them was going to be a Zelda one. I was kind of hoping one would be Ganon, because uh, in Breath of the Wild, they give you extra benefits. I think Ganon actually made it hard mode, dropped you down to like one heart or something like that. At least it did in Twilight Princess. I don't remember for sure about Breath of the Wild. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are the two that you would expect, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Zelda and Ganondorf. Uh, show and B-roll right now for Mario Bros. Wonder, which you, you kind of talked about, and they're going to show at the end when he does the, the elephant suit. I got to mm -hmm. say, though, I'm just happy that it's a new 2D Mario. Yeah. You know, I miss the days sitting with my dad, right? Just playing some 2D Mario, baby. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely yeah. going to play. I don't know about that. I think elephant. we've talked about this before, too, how some of those old 2D games... Could really could really use a, a new sort of 2D version of them, and you know you got Sonic Superstars as well, which is sort of looks like a, like a 2.5D, yeah. but it, it's much more along the lines of the classic games that we grew up on. Yeah, I mean this looks great. This looks great. Uh, Mario looks a little strange to me again. Why? I think it's the proportion I, I or the art or here. something. Yeah, I do like when he like peeks out of the pipe. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a nice little touch. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> So that's Super um, Mario Wonder. I do want to leave the footage on while we're talking here so that people can actually, see Elephant the, Mario at the end. The um, the Mario Kart DLC announcement kind of had me excited because we're adding three new racers to that. And one that I've always wanted, which was Kemek Magic Koopa, uh, all the way back 25 years ago, I think it was, uh, when Mario 64 uh, was first shown off. Mario Kart 64, rather, was shown off in Nintendo Power Magazine. Yeah. Kamek was actually a racer in the original beta version in the early screenshots. Um, and uh, they replaced him with Donkey Kong for the final version. So I've always, like, I remember reading the Nintendo Power going, oh, I want to play as Kamek because he was cool in Mario World. And then the game comes out, and I'm like, where is he? And, Where's like, I've boy? been waiting 25 years later, finally get him. Where's my boy? <laughs> finally, 25 <laughs> years later, eight games later. <laughs> like, just, I know. It's, it's, I mean, I think they added them in the mobile Mario Kart, the, the one in your phone. But let's be honest, who's playing that? Uh, yeah. Sadly, probably a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
Sonic Superstars, that got a new trailer, just to Troy's point. Uh, Gloomhaven. Hey, do you play Gloomhaven on, like, Steam or anything, Troy? I know you're a tabletop guy, and Gloomhaven Yeah, yeah. Is... Actually, um, I reinstalled Gloomhaven last night because I've got a Kickstarter that's coming uh, called Massive Darkness. That's a dungeon crawler, so it got, it's, I'm really, knowing that's on the way, I'm really itching for dungeon crawler, and I hadn't played Gloomhaven in a while, so I actually re-downloaded it last night to play some next week. Yeah, I mean, nice. he's not going to play on Switch. He doesn't have a Switch. Yeah. Got a vibe scepter, but he doesn't have a switch. But Gloomhaven's actually really good. It's it's sort of it's it's card based, and if you're playing the uh, if you're playing the video game, you're pretty much playing the board game. There we go. For us Square Enix fans, we are getting a remake of the uh, second Star Ocean game. We did talk about this on um, uh, the Relic Grind that there was a potential remake coming, and yes, it is. It is. And man, does it look beautiful. I love I love the whole like 2.5D HD stuff, Octopath Traveler and, and games like that. And this just looks absolutely gorgeous, too. And this is one of the best star oceans in, in my book. So I cannot wait for this. Cannot wait for this. You did get your Mar uh, Mario Rabbids DLC. That's already launched. I'm sure you bought it and found a way to make... Uh, electronic DLC stay sealed. So, so I bought it and it comes with the gold edition and it's still sealed. So that counts. All the DLC. Yeah, so that yes, counts. you are correct. You have the DLC and it's still yep. sealed. HD versions of Pikmin 1 and 2 available on the eShop. If you never played those, those are classic games and we're getting, what, Pikmin 4. Uh, uh, did that come out or is it due to come out? I, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, Pikmin. Yay. All I don't all, know what it I, is about I Pikmin, it a, but I've always been sort of attracted to to Pikmin. Like, it always looks well, like wait, like you want to date one or yeah, yes, I want to date one. <laughs> I don't know I what it is, guys, but I've always kind of been attracted to Pikmin. That's <laughs> it. Always, it's always looked like a fun game to me. It is. You, I, well, you, I mean, you've played games like uh, Lemmings and stuff like that, right? Yeah, like where, yeah, 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 yeah. Pikmin is just an, a very, very souped-up version. You need a new Lemmings. You need a. He's a those Pikmin, I don't know, man. They've always been a little sexy to me. <laughs> this game, I think I remember seeing it might be out, might have just come out called Tin Hearts, that I think looks like a, a, a Tin Soldiers style Lemmings game. It's a with a, a extra puzzle material in there as well. So yeah, it came, came out earlier this year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw it at PAX. What's your overall thoughts on the Nintendo Direct? I, uh, there, Dom. I feel like. They've got a pretty solid slate for the back half of 2023. Oh, yeah, they definitely delivering. I was a little worried because it's like they've already like announced all their big stuff. And it's like, yeah, we got, you know, the new Zelda sequel. It's like, what are they going to do? Announce like DLC for Zelda? Like we, we know that's probably coming. They did it with Breath of the Wild. But I was like, it feels too soon to announce DLC for Zelda. So it's like I, I didn't know what to expect for this direct. And going in completely blind like this, they knocked it out of the park. Like, all, all in all, all, probably, all these Mario's, all like it's just insane. It's insane. All in all, Troy, probably going to be a, a pretty bang up year for Nintendo. When you look at the back half being strong here, yeah, new Dragon Quest uh, monsters. See, I thank you, Omikins. I, I brought up Dragon Quest monsters on the Relic Grind, and both of my co-hosts were like, never played any of the series, and I'm like, fine, you know, I'll mention it then, just so it's out there. So I didn't bring it to the show notes today because I know these two jokers haven't played it. Any of I've that? I played Dragon yet. Quest Builders. <sighs> I 
Okay, let's pretend that that's even remotely the same thing. <laughs> just for 10 seconds. <sighs> the Dragon Quest monsters, the Dark Prince. Kind of their Pokemon, right? Come on, guys. A little more genetic splicing in it, though. <laughs> for the 100th episode, are you guys going to all eat a Satan's asshole hot chip or something? No, we're not. I'll do it. <laughs> no. No, <laughs> Troy was like, no. So I'll do it if Mike does it. I'm going to be unavailable that day. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll have the flu. First half of the year for Nintendo, Zelda, the HD version of uh, Metroid, and just a bang-up first half of the year. They got this going in the second year. Everything's looking good for Nintendo so far to have a pretty good 2023. But let's see how the other companies have done. Let's take a look, gang, now that we're midway through 2023 at some of the best and worst games of the year so far, Dom. Some of the best mm. and worst games. And if you had to take a guess at the worst game so far, what would you put there? Gollum? Yeah, you got it. It's Gollum. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Gollum. <laughs> <laughs> Based on everything I've seen, Gollum runs away with this right now. It's either that or Redfall. Like, I had a 50-50 shot, and I was like, I think Gollum's a little worse. Yeah, Redfall's actually right behind it. (laughs) Yeah, okay. Perfect. (laughs) Which, Troy, that is just heartbreaking to us. It is. It is. That game had so much potential, and it just didn't turn out to be any of it. Yeah, Gollum, man. What a cluster. What an... And we we had mocked that game mercilessly on this show from the, the beginning, mi- yeah. <laughs> from the minute it was announced, Troy. And then we saw trailers and we're like, "What is up with Gollum? Like, how'd you mess up Gollum? Like, look at look at him. Just look at him." <laughs> and- I was hoping it was going to be one of those things where we were like judging it way too hard and it was actually fun. And no, no. Yeah. Yeah, and then it was delayed, and all of us were like, that's probably for the better. Should have been, like, indefinitely delayed. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen seen Dunky put out a video about Gollum uh, yesterday or the day before or something like that. I think I've seen it yesterday. And, of course, he uses, you know, a lot of hyperbole uh, to get his points across. But from what he was showing, man, it just looked like an absolute buggy mess. I don't want to play it now. Well, yeah, you do have a history back in the day of <laughs> either playing bad games on Twitch, and if you were too busy, forcing me to play bad games on Twitch. <laughs> so there is, a, there, there is that history there. What, Secrets of the Magic Unicorn? You didn't oh, like that game? God. And then I had to breed them. Wanted Dead, by the way, is another game that's just absolutely atrocious. Robot Vacuum Simulator? <laughs> I like on Reddit, Redfall was definitely the most overhyped and underdelivered game this year. And somebody replied, wait, Redfall was hyped? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Wow. That one hurts me bad. Forspoken, Forspoken also making the list. Oh, what, it took third? Well, it's it's like it's above these guys. It's it's like a 64 on Metacritic or something like that. Okay. Uh, but yeah, to me, that that one's surprising because like, to me, the worst thing that Forspoken, I think, could be called is average. Like, eh, okay. I believe uh, Takal is the one that 
coined the phrase, it's the tuna sandwich RPG. Mm. It was good when you had it, but you won't remember you had it next week. How about some of the best games? Best games. Uh, Dom, before like looking at any lists or anything like that, what is your favorite game so far of the year? Because my biggest disappointment has to be Redfall. I wasn't touching Gollum with a fucking stick anyway and knew that a year and a half ago. So by far for me, Redfall was the biggest letdown for me this year. What's your biggest letdown and your favorite game of 2023 so far? I also was looking really forward to Redfall. So Redfall is still my biggest letdown because I I wanted a vampire shooter game. Like that seemed a lot of fun to me. If I had to guess, uh, best game is probably Tears of the Kingdom. I can't really see anything higher than that at the moment. But um. What about yours personally? Ooh, me personally. Because I I don't believe you're done with Tears yet, are you? Have you even really started? I haven't started. Oh, imagine that. Another fucking thing you just leave sealed on a shelf. It's not sealed. (laughs) I know. You opened it on this show simply so it wouldn't be sealed. Don't don't try that. Oh, look, I totally opened it. You you cracked the seal on this show so we couldn't give you shit. (laughs) I did. I cracked it. It's It's in my Switch. Right, it's right in there. It's installed. I will get to it. I promise. All right. So uh, since just, you haven't played, you got to pick a different. Your favorite, your best game of twenty twenty three so far. Do I have to have played it though? Is it? Well, like... I mean, you have to be familiar with it because well, you gave one that you didn't play that you think is going to be the top of the list. That would be the Tears of the King. Right. Right. So I don't know. I'm, I'm really enjoying me personally out of what I played. I'm enjoying Diablo four. I'm taking it really slow. I just finally finished act one uh, like yesterday. So I'm like halfway through act two. Um, I don't think you get too slow. much fight on I'm that. One. It. Yeah, it's 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 fun. Troy, biggest yeah. disappointment has to be Redfall. You with me on that? Or have you played something else that makes you want to punch babies? No, it, it's red. As far as games I've played, it's Redfall for sure. Uh, I was really looking forward to that and thought it would be something special to play with friends. I didn't really, uh, based on everything we saw, I didn't really think the solo experience was going to be all that great. But I had yeah, friends who here. were going to play it, and I was and I was really looking forward to that. And it just turned out not to be uh, as nearly as a game. Yeah, you and I wanted to go vampire hunting together. And then it was like, yeah. it actually pays not to go together. what about your top game of the the year so far uh so far out of everything that i've played i definitely have to go with dom and say diablo 4 the leveling experience at least i know the the in-game stuff is starting to get a lot of a lot of flack as more and more people get there but the leveling experience itself has been pretty good i like the open worldness of the game Uh, i like all the side quests and exploring the dungeons and uh, finally getting a mount was fun. I've, I have finally hit level 50. I have finished nice. the campaign, but just as of a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, nice. so having not played it, I heard it does get a bit grindy at what? A three, I think? I, I'm seeing World some, tier three? Yeah, yeah. some, some yeah. complaints about the grind when it gets there. Yeah, because it starts getting to the, when you get into the renown, uh, you really start needing that for some of the harder boss fights because you need those extra potions, those extra skill points really come in handy. So grinding the renown can be a, a bit of a slog. Yeah, and I would imagine it's only going to get worse with the battle pass. I've already seen a lot of backlash with season one coming out in, in the way they have to, like the way they're handling it is you have to roll a new character to participate in the season. You can't use your existing character, so you have to level from scratch whole lot of stuff that they're taking from the battle pass system in Diablo three that people didn't like and apparently haven't learned their lesson. B 
Because every game has to have a battle pass. Uh, mm. Top games according to Open Critic so far for the year. Dom, you will not be surprised. Number one is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom with a score okay. of 96. Metroid Prime Remastered right behind it at 94. That means the top two titles go to the Nintendo Switch according to current scores on Open Critic. Uh, Resident Evil 4 Remake. 92, Street Fighter 6, 92, Tents and Trees at 92, and Xenoblade Chronicles 3 at 90. That means four of the top six are Nintendo Switch games. Four of the top six are Nintendo Switch games. Uh, other ti notable titles, Final Fantasy 16 already coming in at ninth at 89, We'll see where that goes over the next week or so, because I'm sure a lot of scores are going to come in uh, as release week concludes here. Hi-Fi Rush is like one of my sleeper favorite titles of the year so far at 89. Mm. That was that 89. That was that one that was like Ninja launched. It was YOLO launched on the uh, Xbox uh, subscription, Troy. Uh, that I absolutely love that game. Kind of rhythm based, but it's a it's a shooter. Uh, an action mm. shooter. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, with like the cell shaded art. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Did either of you play that yet? No. No, I haven't played it. Yeah, you have to. It's such a good game. Such a good game. The Dead Space remake coming in at eleven. Your boy Diablo four coming in at twelfth. Uh, and then Theatrhythm Final Bar Line coming in at fifteenth. I'll totally agree. Give me a Final Fantasy music rhythm game. Hell yes. Mm. I platinum the <laughs> shit out of that game real quick. Octopath Traveler uh, 19th uh, finishes out some of the more notable titles on Open Critic. I, I don't I don't really disagree with the list. I'm actually, I mean, I, I'm not surprised and I am surprised. I might argue Jedi, about positioning, but I don't disagree with the list. The Jedi Survivor is not a little bit higher. Higher than what it is. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. Yeah, Let's... well, that's on on um, Open Critic. If you go over to Metacritic, the Jedi Star Wars Jedi Survivor has an eighty-five on the okay. on the PlayStation Five. Uh, on PC, it's got a seventy-eight. Because remember, there were right, right. some performance yeah. issues that would have people would have given it shit about at launch on the mm -hmm. PC. Because on the PC, there were huge issues. Yeah. Huge, yeah. To Kyle pointing out because people gave a shit about performance. Yeah, they did, and it suffered yeah. because of that. Right. I mean, that that's fair. I just yeah. uh, if they fixed it, it should probably be re-rated. You know? No, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. First, one chance to make that first impression here. If you screw I mean, up, they'll go back and change your review scores. But if you fix it, there ain't no way in hell. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> new boxes and watch that score go down. Well, because that's the thing is like, I hate that because it's a little misleading because like if they had a terrible day one launch and the game was unplayable and there's all this stuff and then they patched it like a week later, you know, right? They made the game, they optimized it and I'm buying it a year after that and I'm looking at the, the reviews for it and they're all garbage. I might not have the, the same opinion because the game plays fine. You know, the story what? might be good. You, you know, you know what? I don't have any compassion for you. Release your shit in a non buggy playable state and you don't have that. It's directly like on you, you to you control. You play things immediately. It's directly on you. You wait 10 years and then control. you play it. Are you a mod on Patient Gamers on Reddit? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hit up some miscellaneous news before we head over to Games of the Week. Now, here's the thing. 
We're going to talk about a certain submersible for a minute. Not the actual events. I really don't care about your opinions on whether people deserved it or not, whether they were dumb or not. It doesn't matter. That's not what we're talking about. Why'd I bring it to this show? Because there has been an awful lot of talk about the Titan using a video game controller. Mm-hmm. A video game controller to perform different functions. Um, one camera shot or one picture made it look like it was uh, this particular Logitech controller. Um, the Logitech F710. That's what it looked like. And so I wondered, like, it's really pithy and cute to be like, look at this. They ran it on one of these things. No wonder shit happened. They were using game control. But I also was like, you know, if you're trying to control something with something like a a joystick or a control... Do you really need to reinvent the wheel? Like, if you have what works, like... And so I actually put a bunch of stuff in the show notes for the guys here today because I wanted to know, is this really bizarre that they were using this? Or is this kind of standard and is is used in other places? And it's actually... I wouldn't go as far to say it's standard, particularly when it comes to steering and things like that. Mm-hmm. But it's not unheard of. Even our military uses joysticks, particularly Xbox controllers. Uh, seems to be the, the preferred one uh, for many places. To operate smaller things like the periscope tools inside submarines and stuff like that. And then typically, if they're using this for steering, it's not actually doing the steering. It's relaying signals to a steering device that is then performing the steering. So I thought this was both really weird, and I wanted to look into it. I gave you guys a bunch of links. What do you guys think? What what, what opinion did you come to, Troy? Like, if you were going to do something dangerous like this, and they showed you, hey, we can use this to control X, Y, and Z, are you walking away, or are you, like, totally okay with it? Uh, I'm totally okay with it. It's, it's something that a lot of people are familiar with. It's something that these companies have spent a lot of time researching and putting time and development into to create these controllers that are that are that are great for the you know the ergonomics of the hand, the the way they control things, how many things they can control, how many buttons are on them nowadays, and the things that they can do. Um, I mean, we use controllers for things like uh, I've got a drone that we use for real estate uh, footage of you know big big landscapes and stuff like that. I even shoot the inside of houses and stuff with them sometimes. And the fact that it's a, a controller type layout, that's something that I'm used to. Yeah. People are familiar with, you don't have to train them how to use it. Yeah. Yeah. I just picked it up on day one. I was like, okay, this goes up, this goes down, this goes forward and left and right. And it was like, boom, instantly I'm flying a drone day one. Now that said, there certainly is the argument Dom that, Hey, for very sensitive things, while a controller might work for that, yeah, you, there's probably controller-like looking like devices that are a thousand times more reliable than a gaming controller that would probably be built and used when you're talking about ultimate control over sure. a submersible, a submarine, or or anything like that. But 
as far as using this for basic things, I don't know. There's there's still that. If I was like considering this type of tour, which I'm a huge Titanic buff, but I also would never go down there simply because it's a graveyard, right? I have a little. That's my thing, though. I realize not everybody will share that type of opinion, and that's okay. I kind of go, even though my brain is like, yeah, I get it. You you want to go up, down, left, and right. A controller is definitely going to do that for you. It Doesn't it kind of make you go, okay, wait. Instead of building their own control unit, they just bought a $60 Xbox controller. Where else are they trying to save money? <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know if there's a, ve- a validity to that or not, but it does kind of pop into my brain that way. Yeah, I mean, so... I had watched a lot of like footage and stuff of them talking about the controls and stuff on the ship. This was not the only method in which to control no. it. No, not at uh, all. They also had, I think, four or five additional controllers on board in case something happened to any of it. Like they, they could repro. But there was also touchscreen controls. There was all kinds of different controls. This was not the sole means of, of yeah. control. And DW.com did a, to... a lot of fact checking on that type of stuff. Right. Too. And it's going to come down to, I feel like, the the whoever's operating the craft, uh, what their personal preference is. And if this is the controller that they are comfortable with, this is probably the best fit for the, the operator of the vehicle. Me personally, if I had the option to pick a controller, I would be like, oh, I want the uh, the PS4 controller. That's my favorite gaming controller of all time. Like, I, I think the, the five's a little too bulky. I don't like it nearly as much as I did the four. But, you know, like, who knows? Like, Troy may want, like, a Nintendo 64 controller. Yeah, he wants an NES D-pad. He's like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Why doesn't this sub move diagonally at all? Uh (laughs) (laughs) Up, down, left, right. Let's go. It's going to come down to preference at that point. And if this person played a lot of, like, Microsoft Flight Simulator games without a joystick and... You know, that this was the controller that they played. That's the controller they're going to use. It's like the keyboard I have is a, a, a Microsoft uh, uh, Media Center keyboard from like 2004. And like, I just keep buying the same thing over and over again on eBay every time I need one. Like I have four of them stuck aside in case it ever breaks. That's the, the keyboard that feels great to me. I don't want to change it. You do, know, do you guys want to see something weird as a result of all this? And this isn't the only one. There's a few of those. I'm showing you the sales chart for a horror-themed submarine video game called Iron Lung. Okay. Oh, Lord. This was tweeted out by David Szymanski, the um, creator of the game. This is the sales on Steam as all of this was happening. And just tweeted saying, this feels so wrong. <laughs> yeah. I definitely see the dark humor in this whole thing, this whole Titanic sub thing. It's just like, I made Iron Lung the most nightmarish thing I could think of. And knowing real people are in that situation right now is pretty horrific, even if it was their own bad decisions. Like all the jokes I've been seeing are hilarious, but also good Lord, Nobody should have to die like that, he tweeted 25 minutes later after he sent out the tweet showing the chart. And this this isn't the only one. It was like all of a sudden, submarine survival games on Steam just exploded sales-wise. Yeah. A little creepy. I mean, 
I mean, that's all going to come down to like your personal preference for that kind of stuff. Like, that's their choice. And I'm the kind of person that if a UFO landed in my backyard right now, I'd walk on and leave and never come back and not tell anybody where I went. You'd never hear from me again. But that's my decision. You, <laughs> you know would, I mean? however, run in and ask if it was okay to bring his vibe scepter. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I have to borrow Troy's. You guys got vibe scepters? All right, let me get mine. I'll be right back. I'll be right back. Uh, Bethesda's Indiana Jones game, excuse me, hiccup, uh, is now an Xbox exclusive, an Xbox console exclusive, originally being developed for all platforms. Obviously, Microsoft bought Bethesda. Uh, when did we find this out and how did we find this out? Through all the FTC litigation going on, trying to block the Activision buyout by Microsoft. The Federal Trade Commission was speaking to Pete Hines, publishing boss, and they said, uh, hey, after Microsoft acquisition, Disney brought up the issue of which consoles the Indiana Jones game would be released for. Hines said, yes, they did bring that up. Um, were they making an Indiana Jones game for multiple consoles? He says, yes, that they were doing that, and that, hey, is this now going to be an Xbox and PC exclusive? And he confirmed that the Disney agreement had been amended after the fact, and Indiana Jones will now only be on Xbox and PC, and that all exclusivity decisions are made on a case-by-case -case basis. So kind of walking right into... Right into... The argument, Dom, that Sony's been trying to sell legislative bodies on for a while there. Doesn't that also go like didn't Xbox say that they weren't doing console exclusives anymore? I, I could have sworn like they said on record that they were not doing that anymore. Well, it is PC, so, like, too. Yeah, I guess. But so it's in everything. Technically, that's not a console exclusive, I guess. Uh, still, my opinion is the the king of exclusives. Sony keeps continuing to cry about exclusives <laughs> so I mean, it's whatever like i i don't care about exclusives right if a like you need to sell your console right mm. pc gamers are still going to be pc gamers if it's on pc we don't really have any stake in the argument we don't because we're going to play it anyway if it's on console that's what's going to sell the system that's the end of it Unfortunately, their exclusives so far have run like ass on their own. On their own <laughs> that's true. That's true. You're not wrong. <laughs> so that's not a good look. Finally, Gorilla has added Lance Reddick, a memorial to him in Horizon Forbidden West. Of course, Lance Reddick doing voiceover for that, voiceover as Zavala in Destiny 2, and a myriad of other projects passing away earlier this year unexpectedly. While I think a John Wick 4 like press junket stuff was going on, he, he didn't make one of the trips to New York for some of that press stuff and uh, passed away in March at the age of 60. One of my favorite actors, one of my favorite character actors to watch. Particularly, I thought he was great in Fringe, if you're familiar with Fringe that show. and Lost. Yeah, I wasn't a huge Lost guy after like season two and a half. I was like, yeah, I'm done. Yeah, right. Like, Not for everyone. Walking away from this. Uh, but... Uh, he played a character like called uh, Abaddon, and he's really, really cool on that. But super, super nice gesture. Uh, in honor of Lance Reddick, Gorilla tweeted, we created a memorial to com commemorate the profound impact he had on us all. Thank you, Lance, for everything you brought to the role of silence, your gravitas, 
energy, wisdom, and more. An incomparable talent and friend. We miss you terribly. And there's a, a light event or a light item in the game that you can go and see if you are playing Horizon Forbidden West that just kind of shines his name in the air, which is very, very touching and very, very cool. I love shit like that. I love that type of stuff. Let's go over and do Games of the Week. Games of the Week is the way we end every episode of Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are about to recommend a game to you. Could be a video game, board game, mobile game, something we're playing now, have played before, we're playing in the future, or never played, and we think you should check it out, and you let us know in the comments below who gave the best recommendation. Dom, we're going to go to you first. Uh, just recently, uh, with a, a group of uh, friends and, and streamers and stuff, I got together and played uh, some Pico Park. And if you guys really want to destroy friendships, that is the game to play. I, I mean, I mean, is it a goal of yours to destroy mm. friendships? Huh. Troy, <laughs> what do you got? As usual, I'm recommending a board game. I'm going to go with uh, Camel Up this week. Uh, a great, it's a, it's a racing game, but you're not doing the racing. You're actually betting on which camels are going to win the race. So it's more of a betting game and you roll dice to see which camels are going. They can stack on top of each other. Uh, there are camels that run backwards and can make other camels go backwards instead of forwards. And the whole time you're trying to bet and be the one with the most money at the end, uh, betting on which camel's going to win the race. I'm going to go ahead and recommend a game that's going to give you the ability to just shake it up all day, all night if you want. Just chill in there with your vibe. That's Super Princess Peach. I sincerely believe you should check the game out. <laughs> it's just, it's just got the right kind of vibe. That's gonna do it for us today. No Torchwick after the show. He's uh, on holiday in Florida with mom and my in-laws, hanging out by the beach. We're all jealous. But Torchwick uh, Tarkoth will be live later tonight at midnight with some Final Fantasy 15. If we can pull him away from 16 in time. That's going to do it for us. We'll be back next week, Saturday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Until then, Troy, where can everybody find you? Hey, if I'm on your favorite social media platform. Down there. It's just, a, it's just a something. Yeah, whatever. it's close enough. I might. Yeah. Follow me right there. But also follow our at RZ Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O. And you'll know every time we go live with a podcast, a stream, Final Fantasy trading card game, or more. Stay safe. We'll see you on the servers. I don't know how I didn't know that was a thing. Good show, gang. Good show, chat. Oh. I didn't know how to bring that up, so I was just like, I'll let you take a look, and if you want to talk about it, you oh, can do yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, absolutely. There was no way I was not going to. It's not like it was like looking up porn or something during the show. I mean, I don't know, was whatever. it, though? I mean, I guess kind of. Depends kinda. on your, uh, your safe search filter. <laughs> right. right. Has your mom been happy lately? Yeah, so here, I will show you, chat, just so you... Just so you know, I was not BSing you. Let's go ahead and add this. You'll get you'll get Troy and Noob Fridge back. Just give me a second.
Uh, window capture. No, not that one. There we go. The Vibe Scepter has strange and mysterious powers, that's for sure. Somewhere, someone might possibly be using it right now. Your mom's been laughing happily a lot. Maybe, just maybe, the Vibe Scepter is hidden away in your house somewhere. 100% <laughs> legit. And I never knew about it. I was probably a better person for not knowing about it. <laughs> probably so. Yeah, I feel like I'm not as good a person anymore. <laughs> All right, that's going to do it for us, chat. Talk to you later. Troy, Dom, love you. Peace. Peace out, homies. Take care.